everybody, to the I'm Fat Podcast. Uh, uh, snacks are uh, best saved for later. With Jay Zawoski. That man ate all our shrimp and two plastic lobsters. And Rick Camp. Out of the mist came a beast more stomach than man. Welcome into another edition of the I'm Fat Podcast. I am Rick Camp, alongside fellow fat Jay Zawoski. Jay, we had a nice little respite there weather-wise, but as you can probably tell in the background, my air conditioning is running double time and <laughs> it's hot again. Yeah, it's hot. It's uh, sticky. I, I I do. So I'm working from my basement, uh, working from home, my job at the score. I'm in my basement office the whole time and it's cold down here. I've talked about that before. It's about 60 degrees. I walked out just to say hi to Hope, who's working outside, and like my glasses fogged up. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, it's so hot today. And there's, uh, it's, I guess there's going to be some severe weather. Something called a derecho. Hope told me about this, and all I could think of when I heard the what? term derecho An was SUV. No, I think it sounds like a, del- a delicious Taco Bell menu item. <laughs> well, that's the thing is, so many things qualify as either the name of a sport utility vehicle or a Taco Bell menu item. Canyonero. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Isn't, isn't that like you get so many random names, like they're running out of things to name cars after. So they're just like making up crap. Yeah. And that is 100%. <laughs> what was the one I saw yesterday? It was like, seriously, just a bunch of vowels and consonants mashed together. Oh, is it was it, a Yaris. Oh, it was a- <laughs> that or I, I love the Kia tell you ride. Because it's like it's almost a little too on the nose. Yeah, right. <laughs> yes, yeah. It's like there. Uh, the other thing like that is when you go on Amazon to order some sort of like mundane charger or whatever, like just kind of bl- like thing you need but don't want to pay a lot of money for. Mm-hmm. They're all just made up brand names too. Oh yeah. Like someone from another country just take letters from the Arabic al- alphabet, which is what we use, and just mash them together, and it's like jarbadu. It's like. Great, I'll get a Jarbadu charger. It's two bucks. <laughs> I don't even care about the brand. It's going to wear out in a month anyway. Right. Anywho, if you'd like to get in touch with us, very easy to do. We're on Twitter at I'm Fat Pod. We're on Facebook at I'm Fat Pod. We're on Instagram at I'm Fat Pod. And if you can guess the email, I'm Fat Pod at gmail.com. And speaking of that, some very exciting news for the podcast. Those of you that follow me on the Madhouse podcast know we've been doing some post game podcasts on Hot Mike. Well, Next Monday, Rick and I will be recording the next edition of the I'm Fat Podcast live on Hot Mike. So you don't only... What's his last name? Smith. I couldn't come up with anything funny in a a pinch. I'm sorry. It's okay. Don't fire me. But Hot Mike, M-I-C, not M-I-K-E. That's a different different website altogether. Go Go download the Hot Mike app. Enter the promo code I'm fat when you sign up. It's free. There's nothing you have to pay for. It's totally free. But you can watch Rick and I record the podcast live next Monday. It's going to be a lot of fun. So, yeah, download that Hot Mic app. Use that promo code I'm fat. And you can watch me and Rick work our magic. And by then, Rick, I will have had a haircut. Woohoo! Yeah, I saw the pictures of your fancy schmancy setup and you facing your computer and that mane coming out the back. It's not Boy, good. I mean, Pat Manley might be proud, but that's probably about it. <laughs> I am approaching mullet status. It's definitely getting there. Uh, I almost, when I leave the house, I have to put a hat on because I just feel so self-conscious about how my hair looks. I have not gotten my hair cut since the second week of February. 
that's the last time I got my hair cut. So uh, it's good to know that it still grows in spots. <laughs> I was a little bit concerned oh, about how much, right. you know, but uh, it's filling out nicely. And uh, I'm very ready, though, just to get it cut off. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Speaking of filling something out nicely, that is also an announcement we have today. I am holding in my hand at the moment. You know, we were we were giving a lot of love to 26 shirts for the work that they were doing. Well, we have had something in the offing for a while that is now here. If you want to support the podcast, there are I'm Fat Podcast t-shirts through our friends at Deep Dish Tees. Jay, I am excited about this. Yeah, they look awesome. Uh, mine just says uh, beef dipped sweet. It's my Italian beef order. And then underneath it there, it says I, at I'm Fat Pod on there. So it's a good way to promote the podcast. Very cool shirt. Uh, very wearable shirt, as I said about the shirt last week. But truly, the shirts we've gotten lately are things I, I'm wearing. I will wear them out in public. They look great. They fit great. It's the cool, like the... It's not like your standard like cotton black t-shirt where it's real heavy and it's a nice heathered uh, sort of, uh, I don't know what you call it, but it's really soft, beautiful, really cool looking shirt. So yeah, check out Deep Dish Tees. Uh, awesome. They come up with a lot of cool Chicago sports themed uh, shirts and, and products. And, and I, I love the one. They got another one that just says tavern style on it. I mm-hmm. want to order that one. Nice. They came out with a bubble hockey one for the Hawks. It was like, you know, the the plastic bubble hockey guy with a Hawks jersey on. I want to get one of those. So they got so much cool stuff over there at Deep Dish. For those keeping score at home wondering, mine says beef, wet, hot, mots. That's pretty good, too. I, I, I There's no wrong order. And my order varies from time to time. Same. But I like to, I would say my, my go-to is, is, uh, is hot, is beef dipped sweet. That's my typical order at a beef place. Yeah, for me, the only thing that really varies is if I want it dry or wet. I never want it dipped just because I like the integrity of said bun. So it's either dry or wet, but I find myself going wet more often than dry. I like the, um, I sometimes enjoy when the bun loses consistency or it becomes almost liquid. <laughs> it's just, you're going to get filthy. We've talked about our lack of desire to get dirty while we eat. But uh, I, I don't mind it with a beef sandwich because it's a filthy thing to eat anyway. And it's True. just an investment. It's like wings. You just know until you are done, you're going to be filthy and no one's judging you. You're eating a messy item. So just enjoy it. And I love it dipped. That's how I get it every time. That That's non-negotiable. Dipped, dipped, dipped every time. So the first thing we, re- well, one of the first things we really have to get to today And it fits along with messy. It fits along with dirty. It blew up on Twitter yesterday at I'm fat pod. It's this. I don't even know what to it's. It's two women at KFC. One of them is essentially in a KFC jumpsuit. Yes. And Uh, neither are wearing shoes. See, this is the thing. And this is what's funny. I did not even notice that these two women were not wearing shoes because the jumpsuit was so incredibly distracting. It's a giant hoodie with the kernel on it. It looks like the art on the box, but the kernel's face and shoulders take up the entire back of this hoodie. <laughs> the <And> kernel. <laughs> <laughs> and not I'm not you know us. We don't we don't shame, but we have to report what we're seeing. These are two very large women. 
Uh, so she's wearing a giant Colonel Sanders hoodie, and then she's wearing leggings. Like, uh, you know, uh, men, your wives might buy them. I don't know why I said it that way. They have LuLaRoe is a bl- brand that my wife wears, or leggings, and her, they're made to fit tight. Same pattern. And all you see is her butt, and the colonel is just lost in there. He, <laughs> he's got no way out, and the colonel's face is tucked away in places I don't want to visit. Right. And uh, and then, oh, yeah, <laughs> neither of them are wearing shoes inside of a KFC. So I saw somebody on Twitter pointed out, like, okay, we got to take bets on which state in the union this is. Seriously. <laughs> I mean, by the way, the first thing that popped to my mind when I saw the pants and just the fact of where the face is placed on the pants Uh. is like in a cartoon when you get punched and then you pull the fist out, but like the (laughs) indentation is still there. That's what the colonel's face looks like. Do you remember the old, uh, remember the knockoff Simpsons shirt where Bart Simpson was stuck in a lady's butt crack? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's a similar memory to to what I witnessed. I just... Here's the thing. And here's the other question I have, right? Like, it's frowned upon. If you're going to see, um, I don't know, Pearl Jam in concert, you're not supposed to wear a Pearl Jam shirt, right? Like, it's kind of a like taboo. You know, like, hey, don't wear, go wear a shirt of the band you're going to see. Mm-hmm. If you're going to KFC, should you be wearing the Colonel Sanders jumpsuit? No. Is, is that not, is that not like stylistically the thing to do? Maybe you just shouldn't wear it anyway. But I suppose if you walked into a Popeyes with that, you, you could be starting some mess. So I don't know. Yeah. It was just the whole thing. At first, you see like, oh, okay, that's a that's an ugly jumpsuit. And you're like, wow, they're wearing it in a KFC. Wow, they don't have shoes. There's so many layers to this photo. Right. It's, it's really <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> Maybe more appropriate for this podcast. There's a lot of roles to this uh, to this photo. <sighs> yes, because, two L's. Oh, uh, yeah, there's. Okay, so I, the <laughs> furthest I'll go not wearing shoes in a place where you would think normally you'd be wearing shoes in my hallway, I have to walk uh, 20 feet. 20 feet? No, probably a little more than that. To get to where I drop the, uh, to where I can, uh, the, the garbage chute. There we go. Jesus. Okay, yeah. And I do not have to step foot in the, it's like the, the boiler room or whatever on the floor, uh, to throw the garbage away. Sometimes when I'm feeling really lazy... I will just walk out there barefoot and drop that in there. My feet never leave the carpet and I go right back. Is that, is that pushing it? No, I don't think so. Well, I don't know how, like how often are the hallways of your apartment cleaned? Not often. Okay. I still think you're fine. It's your feet. Yeah. And it's not a big time walking area. Like I pass... Uh, I pass two units to get to where I need to go. So yeah, it's not I think like you're I'm, okay. Okay. I, to me, it's just you're barefoot where someone's eating. Yeah. That's what, and of course, like, is really anything going to happen? No, but it's just the audacity to be like, yeah, I'm going to go into this KFC with no shoes on and that's fine. Like, how did you get there? How did you get to KFC? At some point you made the, the decision to remove your shoes. Yes. Was it? driving in the car was it when you got out of the car because driving barefoot is rough yeah but look at what they're wearing look at the choice to go in without the shoes you think they care about a little difficulty driving without shoes good point probably not yes that's a good point by you i just we're gonna post this photo uh we should probably tag it with the promotional podcast tweet uh but if it's not there go to i'm fat pod on twitter you'll find this picture it is uh 
it's a topic of, they say a picture says a thousand words right yeah um that's uh i think it's more than a thousand i'm gonna that's, i'm gonna, I'm gonna get, that's fair. get the over on a thousand yes yeah. supersize the words on that picture and i think we're on par that's it we're getting kfc <laughs> eh. <laughs> give it a break a little bit yeah, yeah. all right i think, I think I'm i can see set. that speaking of uh fried chicken though we had a nice experience this weekend um as we've discussed on the podcast we have our family has decided to like have two quarantine families that we see during this whole thing and we still stay away from each other we still it's all outside whatever but we had a little get together this weekend um our friends had never seen christmas vacation so we watched christmas vacation on my buddy's uh projector outside nice. uh this weekend so we're like well we got to feed a lot of people for cheap so we went to Walt's and got 24 pieces of chicken. It was like 30 bucks for 24 pieces of fried chicken. Really? Yes. And not just that. It was awesome. It was some of the best fried chicken I've had in a long time. Like right up there with the big boys. Uh, so much so that if I ever have a hankering for some fried chicken again, I might just go to Walt's instead. It was really, really good. And I know... You know, you walk in those grocery store fried chicken things and you just see like they're in the cooler heater, I guess you'd call it. And they're like mm-hmm. just up against the window and you see the grease settling in. But, you know, KFC and Popeyes aren't much better. They just have those drip baskets where they just shovel all the chicken on top. And it's I don't know, but I'm telling you, man, this Walt's fried chicken was absolutely terrific. It was crispy. Uh, it was the pieces were really big. Like you weren't they weren't cheaping out on the size. I had three pieces and I was like comatose stuffed so it was well worth the money and even if it even if it was more expensive it tasted so good it would have been worth it it was really really good so if you have a waltz by you check out their fried chicken it was tremendous it's always nice when you find a gem like that it's always fun that's something that i know i have to do more around my area is just explore a little bit in terms of places or trying different stuff at the few places i've been that's something that's got to be on my to-do list when, you know, it's better to do so. The, the other thing I did, Rick, that made it great, and I don't believe, I can't believe I forgot to say this. I put on a little bit of honey and a little bit of hot sauce on my fried chicken. Dude, that's a game changer. Oh, As yeah. if fried chicken isn't good enough. <laughs> we just had, they had like a little bit, you know, a little bear of honey and then a Frank's hot sauce. Oh, man, was that good. And you don't need a lot of it. Just like a little dash of each of it just to give it that sweet heat. Oh, it was tremendous. And I bought Hope for Christmas Mike's Hot Honey, and we did not bring it with us to this uh, event. We forgot. But next time I get fried chicken, I'm trying that on there. Man, that was just a great taste sensation with the honey and the heat. I've done the honey on chicken before. I've mentioned that about every now and again when I get chicken McNuggets at McDonald's, I'll ask for honey. And it, it goes very, very well. But I had not done the hot sauce, too. Dude, that is... I'm sure that's something that everyone does all the time. But for me, it was new. And it will probably be how I do it from here on out. Wow. Like, I know when you get a good employee at Popeye's, they put in a little bit of honey and a little bit of hot sauce in your bag. Like, without mm-hmm. even asking. Like, they'll just throw that in there. So, no, I, I completely get that as a thing. Now, another thing that, that I saw this week, I think you I think you posted it that I am in on at least giving a spin is the cinnamon toast crunch Kit Kat. Yes. Sadly, it turns out that this is not an actual product yet. What? Yeah. It was some sort of, um, 
I don't know, some conceptual thing that somebody came up with. And then, of course, as things do on the Internet, people just save the photo and post it as their own. And it gets miscommunicated that way. But it's not a real product. But it could definitely work. I'm I'm down for Look, I think KitKat specifically, the way they're made, they have a very uh, high versatility ratio mm-hmm. where you can try a bunch of different stuff with them. Right? Like, the wafer gives you some... It's a nice base to build off of, right? It, you're, not, you're not held to one flavor. Like, I feel like a Snickers, you're sort of limited to what it is, right? Yeah. Eh, you could throw some peanut butter in there, but it's not going to be the same. I think Kit Kat specifically lends itself to experimenting. And when I saw this, it looked like a white chocolate covering on the Kit Kat with little flecks of cinnamon in the white chocolate. If they make it, I'm buying it. That's for damn sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like I saw that and it was one of those moments where I'm like, why didn't I think of this? <laughs> this know. is such a good idea. Yeah. Hopefully it gets done because I would devour the hell out of that thing. It's, I'm trying to think of like other Kit Kat varieties um, that I've had before and, and I'm blanking at the moment. But I, I like when I like because I know it's gotten out of control with like the chips coming up with all the crazy flavors oreos oreos gone a little too far i know they're they're kind of doing it now you know just for i think a lot of it's done just to ramp up you know conversation sure and it works but i've seen here like there's birthday cake kit kat apple pie kit kat which i'd never seen before um and then the mint and dark chocolate kit kats that's got like two colors on it's called a duo that looks pretty good too so yeah, I'll I'll try all these things, man. Bring them on. Even the one that I, the one I was really excited about that I didn't love was the cookies and cream Twix. I thought that was going to be immediately my favorite, <laughs> you know, immediately my favorite Twix of all time because I love cookies and cream. Everything it was kind of underwhelming. I don't know if they didn't get the ratios right or what, but uh, it wasn't as good as I'd hoped. But uh, keep trying these things because if you you put them out, I'm going to eat them. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a candy front as well. Uh, I tried something new that I saw. It was actually on the clearance rack, even though I'd never seen it before, at a Walgreens. This is the Mike and Ike Sourlicious. It's Sour oh. Mike and Ike's with the Zours brand kind of along with it. The thing that I love the most about it is that, you know, like with Sour Skittles, it's fairly grainy. Whereas this, the sour coating on these is really, really fine. So it's no added texture where you can like kind of feel it eating through your teeth. You don't have that. And I'm a fan of all the flavors they give. So it's watermelon, cherry, lemon, apple, and blue raspberry. Sour versions of all those. Give me the name of the product again, Mike and Ike. Sourlicious. Sourlicious. All right. I'm going to find these. We have a little independent candy shop in Homewood called Pops, and they've always got like those sort of exotic things, and Hope loves Mike and Ike's, and her birthday is Friday, so I'm going to try to find those for her. Um, it's so, uh, I can't say what we got. Just remember, remind me next week to re- unveil what we got Hope for her birthday because I, I think some I'm Fat Podcast listeners will appreciate it. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yes. Yeah. See, the There's funny thing is I could, I could say everything I'm getting my wife or I could rip my wife to shreds, and she would never know. Yeah, Hope listens now and again, and we have friends that listen, so if I say anything bad, uh, she'll find out either way. So I'm just... Ah, fun. I'm not going to give anything away. 
I'll I'll unveil it next week, which should be fun. Uh, I have a complaint about one of my favorite places, and I can't believe I'm doing this. But first, speaking of things that I'm Fat Podcast listeners love, it's Dr. Squatch. Unbelievable. Rick and I were sharing, going through the sales uh, over the last month, and we are overwhelmed by how many people have jumped and joined Squatch Nation with us. Uh, and I know everybody's happy. We get these emails from people saying, God, I cannot believe how much I love these products. Thanks for turning them on to me. Of course, uh, we're happy to do that. Dr. Squatch is a natural, handmade soap company, all made in the USA. Uh, I was noticing really bad, not noticing, I was living with a horrible skin condition. Rick saw it working next to me, saw how gross my hands looked all the time and how dry my skin was all over the place. And I'd had enough, so I found Dr. Squatch online, ordered some soaps, and immediately was hooked. Reached out to them about advertising on the podcast, and they agreed. So they've come up with a deal for I'm Fat Podcast listeners. Head to drsquatch.com. When you check out, enter that promo code I'm Fat. You will save on your order 20%, and you will support the podcast. So uh, thank you to everyone who's done it so far. Thanks to everybody who's considered it and has been waiting for a better deal. Well, here's a better deal. We've upped, we've added 10% to the discount if you use that promo code, I'm fat. Here's a couple of recommendations. The pine tar is the flagship soap. It's got exfoliants. It tastes like it doesn't taste like anything. I don't eat it. It smells like <laughs> it smells like a pine tree. I would eat it though. I tried. On the uh, Madhouse podcast uh, hot mic we did the other day. I actually put the uh, crisp IPA one in my mouth and like argh, pretended to bite it, and it wasn't terrible. Uh, but the pine tar is the flagship. Uh, my fa- my favorite smell is the cool fresh aloe and the coffee, uh, the cold brew cleanse. Those are my favorite ones. Uh, I will order those over and over. I'll have a, a cabinet full of them by the time this is all said and done. Uh, but the hair care kit's great. And another thing, just real quick, if you're investing in premium soap, what you're doing here, you're going to want to protect that investment. So get yourself that soap saver. It's a one-time investment, but it's going to double or triple the life of your bars of soap. So it's totally, totally worth it. DrSquatch.com. Use promo code I'm fat to save and to help the podcast. All right, Rick. So yesterday, uh, Hope and I had some errands to do. We went to Ikea. Oh my God. Don't do that. You willingly went to Ikea? (sighs) I know. Well, we're... (laughs) My friends, Justin and Vanessa, say, Ikea, where divorces are born. Um, Dude, you are not lying. <laughs> Man, I went there, I think, twice when Colleen and I were getting ready to move. And twice was two times too many. <laughs> that place is not meant for men. Well, At least if I have you're going learned, with a woman. I have learned to just uh, don't get offended when your tastes are not uh, confirmed. Because so often I'm like, oh, that's nice. No, it's ugly. Okay. Like at some point you just have yeah. to take it, right? Like, okay, it's it's fine. But, but they're usually right anyway. My wife has always been right with her opinions on things in terms of like decor and so whatever. Um, but anyway, we went. We had to wait outside to go in because it was so crowded. We just had this bug up our butt because we were doing the office yesterday. Go in there. Nothing's available. Nothing. Everything's back ordered. Everything's oversold. So whatever. I got a couple toilet brushes and we left. Long story short, trying to find food on the way home, go to Los Angeles. Awesome experience. We got down 95th Street from Chicago Ridge to Evergreen Park in like 10 minutes. I've never made that trip that fast in my life. Got there, went in there, pizza was ready, hot, delicious. I saw they had Los Angeles shirts underneath the counter, and there were 10 bucks. I'm like, I want one. 
I'm going to get a Los Angeles shirt. I'm going to wear it all the time. It's an awesome gray shirt. I love gray t-shirts. Like, do it. Like, oh, we don't have double X. I say to the girl, I go, I look this way. I require a double X because of you, because of this place. <laughs> <laughs> and they're laughing. I go, this is discrimination. And when I come back in three or four days, which I w- and I will. <laughs> I hope there's a double X shirt there. I wasn't actually mad, but it was just funny. I'm like, oh yeah. man, I wanted it. I was so ready. I just had been such a great experience up until that moment. And I'm like, nah, they didn't have it. So I'm annoyed about that, but that's okay. I have a Los Angeles hoodie anyway, and uh, I'll go, get, go back and get the t-shirt when they restock. But we got the sausage pizza and I got the, the big boy beef sandwich, which I had for lunch today. God, that's my favorite place in the world. I know I say it every week, but every time I go, it just validates the experience. It's just, I'm not, there's very few things I'm confident in, Rick. You know this. Mm-hmm. There's very few things where I'm like, sure of. I'm sure that Los Angeles is my favorite place on earth. That's what I'm sure of. Interesting. I feel like if you had another kid, you would have to name it Los Angeles, even if it's a boy. <laughs> how can we do that? Like, uh, how could you name a guy like something with Rose in it? Like Rosie? Could you call a guy Rosie? I guess that'd be like a nickname, right? Like Steve Rosenblum is Rosie. Yeah. There's got to be like a male version of Rose. Or how about Angelo? There you go. That's my my mom has this propensity to mispronounce whatever restaurant it is incorrectly. So it's Rosangela's is the name of the restaurant. She calls it Rosangelo's. There's a phrase, a place called Fratello's. There used to be one in Homewood. Now it's in Tinley. She calls that Fratella's. So whatever the actual name is, my mom will reverse it. So Rosangela's is Rosangelo's and Fratello's is Fratella's. She always gets it wrong. And then there's a place called uh, Doze Guys. It's a bakery. D-O-U-G-H-S Guys. And she calls it Doughboys. <laughs> like, why is this hard? Why is this hard for you to remember? It's like, it's a pun. Doze Guys. Doze Guys over there. That's the joke. Doughboys. Oh, we went to Doughboys to get some cake. Like, no, you didn't. That's not a place. That's not, it's not a real thing. And then you're the bad guy if you point it out. I make fun of her now. I learned this with my grandma before she passed. Like, you can't be subtle. You just have to call it out and laugh about it. And mm-hmm. then they're less less self-conscious about it. Because my mom's mom uh, used to get, like, food on her face like no one else. I don't know if she didn't have nerve endings in her cheeks and, and lips or whatever. But, like, <laughs> but grandma... You have a legitimate entire chicken on your face. <laughs> it's live, too. <laughs> yes. What was the movie where someone is eating and they... Was it, it might have been Deuce Bigelow, where, where he's like, you got something on your cheek, and they wipe it like a giant like steak falls off onto the plate. Yeah. I think it's yeah. it Deuce Bigelow. <laughs> yes. uh, that's my grandma. That was my grandma. Just like whatever she was eating, there would be a huge hunk of it on her face, and she would not be aware of it until I told her. And I used to be like, hey, you know, grandma, like right there. And I'm like, nope. Grandma, you have uh, an entire chicken on your face right now. And then she would just, like, knock it off and laugh. And then everybody laughed, and she wasn't embarrassed. It was the best way to do it, I thought. Okay, so I can't wait any longer to get to my favorite story of the week. Okay. (laughs) Because few things are ever going to top this headline. Butt-naked man caught chasing wild boar that stole his laptop. Hey, buddy. (laughs) I mean... What? There's so many layers to this or rolls to this, quite literally. So the boar, this is in Berlin. 
So I guess the this naked guy yes. is by some lake or whatever, and it's just kind of common practice that there will be a decent amount of <laughs> naked people here. What throws me off is there are pictures of this entire incident, and they're fantastic. A lot of them. Yeah. A lot of pictures of this. So yes. essentially this wild boar went into someone's bag and found their lunch of leftover pizza. So logically, the boar thinks food is in all of these bags. So it grabs the bag that has this guy's laptop and runs off with it. He gets up naked. This guy's what looks like what? Maybe his like <laughs> like late 50s? Yes. He this guy looks like in this Germany a man whose life has been spent drinking beer and eating brats. He's yes. not necessarily fat. Oh yes, he is. But he's like but he's not like jiggly fat. He's like old man solid fat. You know like uh, beer fat. Like he's got a big belly. Yeah. But he's but he's stout, right? Like you could tell he's strong. You could tell he could probably like flip over a a, a covered wagon or something. He's a sturdy Eastern European dude. Who also happens to be fat and very naked. As naked as you could possibly be, actually. <laughs> and the best part is like in the picture of him where it's like a side shot, but you <laughs> but you know, it's a very tasteful shot where you don't see anything you don't really need to. Uh everybody is wearing clothes. Literally everybody that is around. There's like one, two, three, there's like four different like groups that look like they're having a picnic. And this guy naked running following this boar and it's two children i can only assume it's it's two children with this yellow bag that has his laptop in it ah oh, that it's it's so glorious it's it's like these things are started happening when we started having the podcast right it's as if things are happening in the universe for us good and bad cuz hot dog places are exploding and closing all over the place right. but we do have naked men running around with uh Boars chasing or stealing your laptops, which is amazing. Yeah, this guy, it's just whatever you're picturing, it's correct. Yes. Like the, the image in your head is exactly what it like when okay, I heard. You know who it is? It's Don Cooper. That is absolutely spot on. <laughs> <laughs> that is so correct. It he, might actually be him. Because <laughs> he's like bigger built dude too he's got the pot belly it is like the hair is about right it is don cooper (laughs) yes it is oh my god if you don't know who don cooper is i know not everybody here is a sports fan uh google white Sox pitching coach don cooper and you have found this guy Yes, that's absolutely Seriously. him. Oh, my, that's so spot on. <laughs> oh, my God. That's the perfect body type. Yes. Uh, the, it's the right age, the right um, physical, I guess you'd say, like, physical personality, if that makes sense. Yes. <laughs> he just, yeah. That, it, it actually might be him vacationing uh, with his laptop, going over some uh, spin rates. <laughs> when Seriously. It, when a board comes up and steals a sack. <laughs> Oh, God. Okay, so to transition, actually, yeah, somewhat well. Maybe if this guy actually caught the wild boar, he would try and make some chorizo uh, with the boar. <laughs> so there was something, I, I think you saw it, yeah. that it essentially looks like chorizo bacon is what they're trying to sell this as. It's like strips of chorizo. Johnsonville. Johnsonville brand chorizo. 
And there was a lot of skepticism about this. Some people, it was very across, like all over the map on how people felt about this. We got an actual response from the official Johnsonville Twitter account. I will read it verbatim. Thank you. So Johnsonville said about their chorizo sausage strips, quote, it cooks up like bacon. So enjoy on a plate with eggs, wrap around asparagus, crumble on a pizza, or enjoy in a Bloody Mary. End quote. Hmm. I'm still having trouble with this. I I will try it. I just, I feel, I, I like chorizo a lot. Not Me as too. much as Rick. Rick yeah. loves chorizo. Yes, I do. It's very oily. Chorizo is an oily meat. It is. And I'm trying to, in my head, imagine how that would taste in bacon form. I'm sure it tastes great. But I'm just, I feel like it would be difficult to cook well or correctly, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, like, the more I looked at it, the more it sort of looked like a thicker cut, almost like a jerky. Yeah. And that, see, to me, with chorizo, it's usually ground or it's usually, or it's like sliced like a sausage. It's weird for me to see it in that form of like a strip. Like, would you like get brat bacon? I don't know that that I think that's where my disconnect is, is how is the texture going to work with chorizo in that form? If anyone's tried this, hit us up. I'm fatpod at gmail.com because I'm very curious. I want to see some other pictures of it in action, if you will. Yeah. And like Johnsonville suggesting crumble it up for pizza. No, then I just won't get chorizo in that form. Did they say crumble it up? Did they use those words? Yes. I wonder if they're saying, though, like. If you were to put bacon on a pizza, sure, you're to sort of break in little pizza. Maybe crumble's the wrong word because I, when I think of chorizo, I think of crumbled sausage, right? But I think, yeah, hmm, it's interesting. If you could get it to be crispy, that that to me, that's the challenge. You'd have to get it to be crispy, and I like bacon in all forms. I could eat it soft, I could eat it burnt, whatever. Um, but if you can get this chorizo bacon crispy, I think it could be really good. I just feel like that's going to be a huge challenge to do correctly without. Like starting a grease fire. <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> you know, I don't know. I, I would try it. I think Hope seemed down with it because she's the one who found it. She's the one who sent me that picture. Oh. Um. So <sighs> curiosity has me. I just don't I don't want to mess it up. That's my big fear is it like ruining bacon to me is like a mortal sin. That's like the worst thing you could do. Mm-hmm. And then maybe kill somebody. But burning bacon is worse. Ask a fat about this and that. It's time to chat with the fans. First ask a fat question is from Hawkfan1997 on Twitter. Is it customary when finishing spreading butter, cream cheese, or peanut butter on something for one last dollop to go directly into your mouth, or is that just me? Uh, that's a that's a good move. I don't think that that's frowned upon in any way, shape, or form. Usually, when I have something left on a knife, I will take the edge of the bread and use that to sort of wipe that whatever remains mm-hmm. or whatever I'm spreading it on. I, I don't try, I try not to leave any on the knife, but yeah, of course the problem is now in a pandemic, like, you know, you got to make sure you communicate that, that that knife is now off limits <laughs> for the rest of your family. But yeah, I'll do that all the time. No, no hesitation. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. No problem with it. All right. Got one here from Mike. He says, uh, my ask a fact question for you is what is your favorite race against the clock meal? 
something you love to eat, but you know you better be close to home after you do. For me, it's chicken parm. The mix of sauce, grease, and cheese never seems to sit well with me, but I always order it at Italian places. Well, I've talked about Marishka's before, and they take pride in their poor boy being as full of garlic butter as possible, and that's what makes it so great, but that's what also makes it a race against the clock. The other thing that came up, I think it was last week, was it the beef and cheddar croissant from Portillo's? Yep. Dude, that's like, it, there's no clock. <laughs> like, it's just, <laughs> I eat it and it's like, well, see you later. Here I go. I'm in the other room for a moment. Uh, I probably told this story before, by the way. I went to Lewis for uh, college, and they had uh, something called the Flyer's Den. And it was like, you know, when the cafeteria was closed, it was somewhere to go get burgers, wings, whatever. Mm-hmm. And they had a fish sandwich that was delicious, just a deep fried fish sandwich. And me and my buddy, Mike, it never failed. We'd order the fish sandwich. And sure enough, half hour later, we're bent over in pain. One day he bought the fish sandwich. He's like, I'll be right back. He walked away. <laughs> came back where'd you go he's like i just threw it directly in the toilet because i know it's gonna be there in 20 minutes anyway and sure enough i'm like you did not he's like go look sure enough i go in there in a stall and there's his fish sandwich just floating in the toilet like you're an idiot but it's college and those are the things you do i suppose it could have been worse but no for me it is the the worst thing for me and i can't it's so bad i can't even order it it's the uh beef and cheddar croissant at portillo's i i can't it's just too much it's the butter of the croissant it's the beef, it's the juice, it's the cheese. It's just a, it is a time bomb for me. For me, it's mostly based around uh, heat. So if I if I push my limits too much, like if I go with a straight, let's say the hot from uh, Buffalo Wild Wings as a baseline. If I go with the hot from there, or like I used to go the hot barbecue, mm-hmm. you know, it would just, I would barely get done savoring it. And then I'm like, well, seeing a few and, <laughs> and I'd be back. God knows how long later. But at that point I was just like, you know what? I'll just step it down so I can actually, you know, enjoy the rest of a meal with people before I have to, you know, go to the bathroom. So, yeah, yeah. but like butter and so, like that type of stuff, that doesn't necessarily make something a time bomb for me. It's funny. I don't have that reaction to heat. I just don't. But your point of. I want to be here and I want to be like conscious because there was a time where I would eat the hottest stuff I could because I loved it. I used to get the blazing at B-dubs all the time. But when you're eating that, it has like a mental, it like incapacitates you mentally a little bit. You kind of like, oh, you know, you're kind of coping with it and you're not present because you're suffering, even though it tastes good and you like it. It still is like some level of suffering. So you're not fully invested in the conversation. So I stopped getting that stuff altogether, by the way. Uh, Went and played golf with my guy, James Naveau, last week uh, down in Bourbon A. So I had to go hit up the world's best B-dubs, which is the Bourbon A B-dubs. <laughs> yeah. And once again, delivers. But, dude, it is so weird to be in Bourbon A with no bears. It's just... and and like, No bears! No bears. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it's one thing for it to be just this year. But the bears committed to Bourbon A. Yeah, Bourbon A builds around that, like totally builds up their downtown. A ton of restaurants come in, a bunch of hotels get built. And then the Bears are like, well, see you later. We're not here anymore. And it's I just can't I don't know how that town is going to sustain all those businesses that have opened because of Bears camp. And I know they do it, you know, for the other you know nine months of the year when the Bears aren't there. Mm-hmm. But that's got to give them such a nice base tax wise and everything. 
I don't know, man. It's just it was just weird to be down there. Like that B dubs is typically hopping, and there were like three people in there. And I know there's other factors as well, but it was kind of it's just weird. It's just weird to be there. Maybe it was more me thinking about it than it than it was actually happening around me. But it was just kind of a strange strange place to be. But the wings were good. Yeah. And if you want it to be nice when you're down there, check out our sponsor, Manscaped, who's the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. The Lawnmower 3.0 is absolutely legit. I mean, I don't have the same anxiety I would have when I'd be, you know, cleaning things up. Now with the lawnmower 3.0, I can see what I'm doing with LED light. If the lighting's not the best in my bathroom, which at times it's not because it can be a little, it's small, so there can be, you know, the edges, you lose some of the light, whatever. They got the quiet stroke technology, so it's nice and discreet with what you're doing. And they have the advanced skin safe technology on the lawnmower 3.0 to keep you safe. Also, in on these hot days, the crop preserver is clutch. It's ball deodorant that is oil-free, so you get refreshed without, you know, that lingering, awkward feeling down there. And if you come back in, you don't have time for another coat, you just have the Crop Revival, and it's right there for you to make you feel fresh as you go back out the door. 20% off and free shipping if you use the code IMFAT at manscaped.com. It's a real good deal because that shipping can always get you Look at the crop cleanser too. the anti-chafing boxers. Uh, the ones that I got shockingly did not fit me. So I gave them to my brother and my brother says they're excellent. They so are great. Yeah. So I, I envy you guys for being able to wear those. Well, let me tell you this. And I, I have a, two thoughts on this. Um, number one, I used the crop revival the other day because mm-hmm. I definitely needed it and uh, went out hot night, came home. Things were nice and fresh. That's all I'll say. The other thing is, I read, uh, was reading through our copy points, and I saw that it, it, they took 18 months developing the um, the lawnmower 3.0, just with like exhaustive research. Mm-hmm. Just imagine how bad that laboratory smells. <laughs> <laughs> and the scientists putting together the lawnmower lawnmower 3.0, these are heroes. These guys, yes. they're, they're doing yeoman's work, okay? <laughs> this is not the research department you want to work for. So keep those poor, poor people at Manscaped in mind when you're buying this product. It's great. The quality is incredible. Uh, that, to me, is what took me the most. And I, the, I held it for the first time. like, this is heavy. This is, hef- this is a good piece of machinery. Uh, Manscaped is great. Use promo code I'm fat to save. All right. Got a question here from Ryan. He says, just listen to the last podcast. It's nice to hear... Uh, like-minded men talk food with regards to the two burrito discussion i found that the move is one burrito and then a taco on the side with a different meat we had an emailer last week say is it weird that he eats two burritos every time he goes out so ryan says get a burrito and a taco he said a steak burrito with a chorizo taco or chicken taco is my go-to it allows you to try the other meats uh and to change your burrito order next time if you don't like it so that's a good move that's me with the is two hot dogs going to be enough for my lunch? Mm-hmm. Then I get the tamale. That's my move. Is I get a tamale on the side, and it's healthy because it's corn. Um, so yeah, that that's my move. And I like the burritos and then a taco on the side thing. I really like that idea. It's kind of uh, a big boy version of like Taco Bell combo meals, where you get the one main item, but then you get the tacos on the side. 
So I, yeah, I'm here for that. Or another thing that we have done is we each get a burrito and then we'll get chips and queso or chips and salsa, whatever the, you know, whatever the day holds. And we'll have that on the side with it as well. And that does a solid job of getting you to the point where you're more satisfied. Yeah, that's that, that, that's, that's, a, that's for sure that to me, that's every time. Yeah. You know, like the, you have to, you have to be flexible. Um, but I, I like the, 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 man, I'm just thinking about that burrito taco idea. Cause then you could also pull off the move that we do all the time. We're like, well, it's for someone else. Mm-hmm. Ab- oh, absolutely. <laughs> like you can I, pull that. I can't tell you how many times I've gone through the McDonald's drive through and been like a uh, 20 piece nugget. Oh, uh, what's so- What kind of sauce do you want? Uh, barbecue. And which one do you want, honey? Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. She wants sweet and sour. And then I pull up and there's no person in the car with me. Right. They're like, um, why do you have your wife in the trunk? Well, well, don't ask questions. Right. Don't ask questions you don't want answers to. How about that? <laughs> but it's funny. I stopped doing that, though, because I'm like, do they really care? And is a 20-piece nugget the worst order they get? No, no way. Now, if you did, like, a two-burrito thing, when I have done the two-burrito thing at Qdoba, I will get two 20-ounce pops. Wasn't two-burrito your nickname in band? Yes, it actually was. It's <laughs> perfect. It was also my band name in high school. That's a, I would listen. We were to a that jazz band. combo. Yeah, you and the you and Derecho. Yeah, two burrito and Derecho. <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah, it was our jazz combo. All right, this is from Tilo eighty eight on Twitter. My son has kids fun pack sizes for his camp lunches, like fudge stripe cookies, Pringles, etc., and they're in their pantry. Are these acceptable for adult snacking, or would it be appropriate to have my own stash? Can it be both? That was my thought. One, both. Two, if you're required to have one, have your own stash. Yeah, you've got to have your own stash, because just having those in the pantry, first of all, there's no way you're going to talk yourself out of it, because you're like, well, it's only two or three cookies, right? But then your kid's left behind, and they don't have a snack on their lunch. I would say just go out and get your own and whatever snack pack you get your kids, make sure you have the same thing. So when the craving hits, you can just reach into your own stash and not theirs. But I mean, you know, now and again, if, the, if you really get the itch for those fudge stripes or whatever, which is totally understandable, mm-hmm. those are awesome. Uh, you know, just tell the kid like, yeah, you know, I dropped them on the floor and uh, the dog ate them. Sorry. And if you don't have a dog, I don't know. Lie. Yeah, <laughs> I dropped them and a dog ran in the house and stole them and then ran away. Yeah, isn't That's lying what, what being a parent's all about? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> if I couldn't lie to my child, I don't know what I would do. <laughs> it's my main parenting skill. <laughs> <laughs> all right, got one here from Scott. He says, I remember back in the late 90s, McDonald's had the mini Beanie Babies. I used to get multiple Happy Meals just for that because my sister, who was considerably younger than I, loved them. Have you ever eaten somewhere just for the giveaway? Yes. Okay, let's hear it. I think it was, I'm I'm pretty sure it was Burger King. You know how they used to have like the BK kids? Yeah. So I think they were giving away, it was like one of those, like this guy who was on the skateboard and it was like you, uh, set it up in the launcher and you like press a button or something and just kind of shot out. Yeah. One of those. I remember I did that. My brother and I both wanted one of those because on Saturdays, normally we would go to my dad's work and that was at a warehouse out in Berkeley. 
So we had all this space to see literally how far those things could go without being encumbered by anything. So we got a kick out of doing that for a while. Okay, I'm trying to think of... Sorry, I have a pen in my mouth because I'm writing something down. Um, the Beanie Babies were you big for us. You write with your mouth? My, yeah, that's how I do it. My mom was obsessed with Beanie Babies too. Like, I remember one year I was out on vacation and I walked in like, you know, those, like every vacation town has 20 of these little craft stores. Yep. And they had the Princess Die one. I think its name was Grace. And I, I was in no position to do this, but I paid like $120 for it because I knew my mom would love it. Um, and now it's worthless. Um, but so we did that with the Beanie Babies because of my mom. But I don't, other than that, though, I'm trying to think of other, other things like that that I was really seeking. I know for a while... McDonald's had like hockey masks, like Goldie masks, but I think they stopped them like halfway through, at least in America. What I would say though is if I'm on the fence about a place, like, well, do I want to go to, you know, Wendy's or do I want to go to Culver's? The fact that the kid gets a free scoop of ice cream with her meal, that's a difference maker for me. The free ice cream is a game changer. Oh, uh, Dairy Queen with the baseball helmets. Oh, yeah. Oh, and this. You might be too young for this, Rick. When I was a kid, Slurpees had on the bottom of the Slurpee, there was like a secret compartment. It wasn't secret. You knew it was there, but it held inside of it like a pog of baseball players. It was like a hologram. Those yeah. were awesome. That those that, I'm glad you said that because the, I would do that every time, like all summer. I probably go three, four times a week trying to collect those. They were like little coins, like holographic coins of Major League Baseball players, and they were hidden in the bottom, you know, the bottom of a Slurpee cup. That was th- that was the coolest giveaway they ever did. I don't know why they should still do it. It's it's amazing. It's so cool. And as a kid, just to have, I had like a big Ziploc bag just full of them, and we would trade them and stuff. And they were really cool. And um, you know, it would be like for like Ken Griffey Jr. There's his face, and you turn it, and there he is, like swinging the bat or whatever. They were those were awesome. That was a special trip for me. Oh, I I wish I could have done that. That sounds cool. However, I have no recollection of that whatsoever. Yeah, I was I was very young when this. I must have been like maybe six or seven. Like okay. I I remember being significantly young when this happened. Okay, this one on Twitter is from Name. What's the weirdest late night <laughs> snack you've made? Either alcohol induced or just something you throw together to satiate those hanger pains. That's usually when I have my fried peanut butter and banana sandwich or pretzels with marshmallow fluff. Is just eating marshmallow fluff with a spoon, does that count? I mean, it's not the most complicated thing in the world, no. but I'm here for it. Yeah, it's not. I No, because I usually ha- I shop with those things in mind. Right, like, okay, like, late at night, I'm going to get yep. hungry, so it's usually either sweet or salty. That's what I want. Uh, I always have on hand a pint of Ben & Jerry's Milk and Cookies. That's my favorite ice cream. And then I always will have, like, pretzels or, I said last week, the Jay's Hot Stuff Chips. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had those around. But, yeah, it's, it's usually I know during the course of a week, I know what cravings I'm going to get, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I just sort of stock up. So, yeah, I haven't really done – and usually when I'm hungry at night – it's like right before bed. So I've got this mental block of like, I can't prepare a meal right now. It's too much. It's too much to have before I go to sleep. So I'm going to actually like, you know, just grab a snack. I feel better about it that way. 
I'm happy you said that because when I initially thought of it, I'm like, I haven't been in that many instances to do that because I'm just, I'm always prepared. I have something like, since I know my wife will not listen to this podcast, the bottom left drawer in my desk is generally (laughs) my food desk or my food spot. Like that's where, that's where I was reminded of the Mike and Ike sourlicious because I was a little hungry earlier and I wasn't sure if I had anything left in there and I opened it and I was like, oh, there's a, the like empty box of the Mike and Mike and Ike sourlicious. I can bring those up on the podcast. There you go. Look at that. Content pays off that I don't have a place to stash. That's that's one problem. And maybe with this new office now, because I do have a drawer. I have like pens and notebooks in there right now, but I could probably show some candy bars in there and stuff. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to start doing that. That's a good that's a good move. All right, got one here from Pete. Pete says, "Fellow fats, this summer I've begun using Gold Bond regularly and I'm loving its cooling embrace. <laughs> However, I haven't been able to figure out the proper application technique and end up getting it on my clothes or making a mess in my work bathroom. Do you have any tips on the best way to apply Gold Bond without making a mess? Love the show. Keep up the great work, Pete. This is the problem with Gold Bond." And any sort of baby powder situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I recommend the Captain Morgan approach where you put one foot up on your toilet bowl yeah. and uh, you put the gold <laughs> bond in your hand and just sort of, uh, but you're going to get it on the floor. Make sure the other thing too, and this is why it's tough at work. You got to take the pants fully off. Mm-hmm. You can't have the pants pulled down or you're going to just drop that gold bond right on and into your pants. Uh, so fully, fully nude on the bottom. I put one foot up on the bathtub or the toilet seat and just apply that way the other thing if you want to spend a little more gold bond does come in an aerosol can so you can get spray on gold bond for the same uh, experience it's much cleaner but it's more expensive than the powder or you could get a perfect package from manscaped and get your crop preserver and crop revival depending on your situation now this applies for both for both brands uh yeah, my thing is if I know it's going to be one of those days or I know it's it's going to be necessary, I will like after the shower, you know, do all the normal stuff, slap, you know, slap on your deodorant, whatever, brush, you know, brush your teeth, hair. Then I will double back into the tub when it's dried out a little bit. So that way, if it's a powder, you can apply that. It's just sitting in the tub. You turn on the sh- you turn on the shower for just a second, and it washes everything down. So that way, you minimize the footprint, sometimes quite literally, of your baby powder. So that that's the way that I try to go about it. When I know it's going to be one of those days, when it's when you just don't know, and it turns into one of those days, Godspeed and do your best. Here's another method: cover your bathroom floor with cold bond. And then just sit down on it. <laughs> in the splits? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then do the splits on the pile of gold bond. What could go wrong? Literally everything. <laughs> <laughs> okay, one more from me. This will be from Facebook. Well, this one's directed to me, so I'll ask myself. <laughs> Question for Rick. This is from John. Our, for your man with the, uh, the fattest name known to, uh, yes. to humankind, John Galeone. Question for Rick. What are the fattest instruments for musicians? I feel like tuba <laughs> slash sousaphone is tops, but bass guitar surely has to rank high as well as timpani. John is correct <laughs> about the tuba. This is also a fantastic question. 
uh, that I almost skipped over, so I'm mad at myself for almost skipping over it. The tuba, absolutely. The stereotype, it's, it's right on the nose. Number two, though, is not mentioned by John, the bass drum. Oh, yeah. Absolutely the bass drum. So when you think of fat people in marching band, there's few things funnier looking than either a sousaphone player who is so tall slash fat that the sousaphone rests on the fat or a bass drum player who is big enough that like the angle of the harness makes it so that the bass drum, it almost looks like it's floating out in space in front of the guy. That's those are the two main ones that come to mind. A couple more that are more low key of, they just have a higher percentage of fats that could be playing them. Uh, I think people would say trombone. I say not quite as much. I think trumpet. I think fat guys play the trumpet. I think alto sax. Okay. I think you get a lot of alto sax. Here's my thought on it. As much as we were talking about, you know, bad fat stereotypes, alto sax is fairly easy to get to a respectable level of playing. So maybe they're just lazy. There you go. That's that's thought process there. Maybe it's also because I started on alto sax. I wasn't really a fat at the time, but, you know, I know but, quite a few. I mean, think about Cannonball Adderley. That's a guy that was a really great jazz musician, fat alto sax player. You just became fat as soon as you started playing it. Yep. Yeah. All right, I got one more here. Uh, this is from Andy. He says, uh, hey, guys, your show is awesome. Haven't missed one yet. Thank you, Andy. I saw this and thought you might enjoy it. We've heard both of you speak of your favorite meal and restaurant. What is your wife's favorite meal and restaurant? Keep up the great work. Well, let me say this, Andy. I couldn't tell you because anytime I ask my wife for an opinion on food, she tells me she doesn't know and I have to pick. Isn't that the truth? I think right now, like what my wife has a kick, she's got the kick right now for is um, it's at Noodles at Noodles and Company. It's uh, like chicken pesto. Okay. She's in for the chicken pesto right now. I Well, she's always in for like anything pesto. So like when that part of salt, fat, acid, heat was happening, she was losing her mind oh, yeah. while they were making the pesto. But uh, but yeah, it's some, I don't know what it's actually called, but it's some form of chicken pesto noodle thing. I do have a true answer, not to be just a jerk. Uh, her favorite place right now is called Semsem Mediterranean. It's on 159th Street in Tinley. 6905 is the address. It's almost like a Mediterranean nice. Chipotle, mm-hmm. which is, thank you, which is, uh, <laughs> it's really good. It's delicious. And then we both love Joy Yi, which is also in Tinley. That's 183rd, just east of Harlem. That's actually next to Fortello's, Fortello's, as my mom calls it. Um, and by that Mr. Rico Loco, the taco place that has like the 700 tacos for $5. Nice. Deal. Like that whole corner is full of great stuff. But yeah, uh, Joy Yi, which is Thai food, uh, just east of Harlem on 183rd, and Sem Sem on 159th Street uh, in Tinley Park. So those are her two favorites. Uh, I know that I know that um, that's where she wants to go when she has a craving. And then for her birthday on Friday, we're gonna go to Shoko uh, in the city. That's a Rick Bayless uh, torta shop. It's on I think it's on Illinois and Clark. I think it's right there, but it's delicious. Those are her three favorite places, and uh, whenever it's time for you know her special days or whatever, we always make sure to get one of those three places. 
Thank you to everybody who contributed. Send and ask back questions. We definitely didn't come close to getting to all of them. So no. don't you worry. Those that are left over, we've got the special feedback episode at the end of the month. Like I know there were a couple of them that were good, but I'm like, we're going we're gonna to want more room for this than just what this podcast today was going to allow. So yeah, I saved a bunch of those too. I, I had a, the emails for this week saved and there were two or three where I'm like, all right, we're going to get to those later because they're going to take some work. Absolutely. Yeah. We don't want to shortchange anybody if they have a good question. So as reminders, uh, next week we'll be doing hot mic promo. Was it? The code is I'm fat. I'm new to hot mic. So yeah, I need so you just to handle this real easy. Go to whatever your app store is. Go to your app store. Uh, download the hot mic app. It's H O T M I C. When you download it, it's going to ask you for a code, like a sign up code. I forget exactly what it's called, but it'll be the first thing you have to do. Then enter I'm fat. And then it'll, you'll find us on the schedule. So Monday we'll be on the schedule of live events. Look for us around like 1230 PM on Monday. That's when we're going to go live. Um, and then you just watch us do the podcast. And when the podcast is over, uh, you can go back and watch the video if you'd like, or Rick or Rick and I are also going to download the audio and post that as the podcast as well. So it's going to be your typical I'm fat podcast. You're just going to be able to watch us this time. We're trying it. We're going to see how it's going to, we're going to see how it goes. And maybe it's something we can uh, explore doing more often, but I've had a lot of success with hot Mike with the madhouse podcast. We've been doing Hawks post game shows and people have absolutely loved it. Uh, if you're into hockey, we're still doing those. So make sure you check it out there. Um, but yeah, hot Mike is a really cool thing. Watch us do the podcast live. You can interact with us in the chat there. So we'll do our ask a fact questions live from the chat. Uh, it's it's a great time. So make sure get that hot mic app and use that promo code. I'm fat when you sign up. So follow us at I'm fat pod on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook.com slash I'm fat pod. I'm fat pod at gmail.com. Subscribe, rate and review the podcast. And always feel free to tell a friend and check out our sponsors, Dr. Squatch and manscaped for jay i'm rick and this is the i'm fat podcast all right i think we got a lot accomplished here today me 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 but also you the pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film powder donut okay what's my line uh the only line i see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from progressive oh man that's a tongue twister huh I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus. The Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl and a foul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.